Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. This is episode 148, and I'm Sanjay Parik. And I'm Adam Walker. It's good to be here. We've got a great show for you today. Before we get started, quick reminder, rate the podcast. Five stars, five stars. Five stars. And if you want to support, you can support us on Patreon. But in this episode, we've got some great stuff. We're going to talk about some election meddling text messages. We've got wireless charging that is a disaster. And I think, honestly, is kind of pointless. TikTok tracked data that it should not be tracking. Also, MTA asked Apple's help to solve iPhone mask issues. That's the Mass Transit Authority in New York City, if you didn't know. And Uber might be pulling out of California. We have yet to find out. Uh, We've also got Weird and Wacky, and we have your tech recommendations coming to you. So, Sanjay, you ready to start? Let's do this thing. All right. So, first up is uh, a tool that the U.S. is employing to fight election meddling, and it's text messaging. They did a mass of text messages uh, to folks in Iran, I think it is. Iran um, and Russia. And Russia offering mm-hmm. a ten, up to a $10 million reward if they knew anybody that was trying to meddle in the U.S. elections. Yeah. This seems like a not wise approach, but I guess it's different than just dropping leaflets and offering a, a uh, prize. What do, you, what do you think, Adam? Well, so a couple things. First of all, my favorite quote in this entire article is this one. It says, quote, if Iran could influence elections, it would influence its own elections. And that was uh, someone that's an information technology specialist and digital entrepreneur that's in Tehran. So uh, I thought that was like a very insightful comment. Uh, the other thing is, I feel like you're just asking for false information. Like 100%. 10 million out there. It give us like you. They must have a massive call center that these that these responses can go to or something, because it's just. It's just crazy. I can't even imagine the response they've gotten. And, uh, I mean, and then, it, I mean, honestly, for $10 million, I can probably come up with some people that are trying to meddle in our elections. Yeah, it's probably not that hard. Honestly, I mean, just just hop on the dark web and uh, look for some screen names. That's real easy, right? No big deal. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, making, I'm making that up. So uh, I mean, for 10 million <laughs> bucks, I would I would scrape around for some names and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> even That's for a small it. portion of 10 million bucks, I'd, I'd figure something out for you. Wait, are we negotiating again like we do every time? <laughs> are you going to do it for nine and I'm going to have to do it for eight? Is I'll that do what's it for nine. Here? I'll do it for nine. I'll then nine. I'll do it for eight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going eight, below seven eight. Fifty. Eight, I'm seven not fifty. Going, I'm not going below that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So, all right, listen, speaking of ridiculous, wireless charging is a disaster waiting to happen. So this was a, a reviewer and they wrote up kind of this article based on their test. And in their test, they found that wireless charging used on average 47% more power than a cable. And so the whole point of this is if all phones switch over to wireless charging and there is this much power loss as phones are being charged, that's going to be a disaster for, uh, for energy usage worldwide, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, listeners might not know, but I'm a electrical engineer by uh, undergrad at Georgia Tech. Um, and I knew that there would be some kind of electrical loss. Like it makes sense yeah. uh, by doing it wirelessly like this. Did not realize it was this high. And, and obviously they tested a bunch of different um, products and it depends on the product. But they were talking about some of them that were even just a minor like millimeter to misalignment was basically causing it to lose almost all of the power yeah. Um, in that transfer. So, you know, do the world a favor. Maybe don't use wireless charging. Like my car, 
Uh, I think one of our cars has wireless charging. Like, okay, that's different. Yeah. Um, if it's in yeah. the car, like you just use it, whatever, that's fine. Right. But if it's in your house, maybe think about like, take the two seconds and just plug in that little cable. Well, plus I just got to say, and I've said this on this, this show before, I don't get wireless charging because I often am wanting to use my phone while I am charging it. And I can't do that very well while it's laying on a, on a charging pad like on the bedside table, like that doesn't really work for me. So I did, I just don't get, it's not that hard, just plug it in and then it's great. It works great. I, I, just, I don't see a problem. So I mean, I think, you know, originally when this came out, I think it kind of made sense because USB connectors would go bad over yeah. time, right? Like you yeah. keep plugging on, plugging, plugging on, plugging, um, it would go bad. And so one way to reduce that would be to use wireless charging. But right. now with the new USB-C connectors, it doesn't yeah. really have an issue, right? Like yeah, I haven't yeah. really heard of those connectors going bad over time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little annoying, but it is what it is. Yeah. Talking about a little, another thing that's a little annoying, uh, Apple is taking legal action against a small company that's got a pair logo and is trying to trademark it. Man. So I, I don't know if you looked at this, Adam, but- I read, I read every detail of that and I was like, it does Honestly, not look anything like the Apple logo. It made come me on. pretty upset. I mean, like, come on, like, first of all, the, this, this pair logo, I mean, it's a lo it's a pair, first of all. Okay. It's, 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 <laughs> first they, of all, know, it's the, not an Apple. It's the, a pair. Yeah, the Apple logo is filled in and solid. The pair logo is actually an outline of a pair. So it's like not filled in in the middle. I mean, couldn't be more. It's so different. And not only that, but if you read the article at the very bottom, it gave an update and they walked through basically the way that Apple has dealt with them. So what they did was they, they, there was a, a time period for the trademark at which point it would be solidified on the very last day, Apple filed an extension and they kept filing extensions on the very, very, very last day. And then they finally filed their paperwork on the very last day. Again, I mean, again, it's a tactic to draw this out and harm this small company. Like they don't have any reason to drag this out. They're just doing it on purpose. I mean, I, I can't imagine a, a valid reason that they would be doing this. It, it just it befuddles me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not okay, right? Like, it, the reason why you do things like this is that there is a reasonable, like, expectation that consumers are going to be confused by these two right. things. This right. company is not making computer products. They, they've got a, it's like a healthy site, right? It's like healthy yeah. foods or it's something like, a like that. It's like an app for healthy eating. I mean, it's no, like- Nobody's going to go there and be like, oh, this is directly from Apple. Like nobody's going to no. think that. There is totally no chance absurd. of brand confusion between these two things. Um, and again, the logos look so different. They, yeah. you know, one is green, one is black. It's just, no, yeah. just no. Just, just like ridiculous. nobody can be orange now. Nobody can be, yeah. you know, like- any fruit, a watermelon is off limits because Apple exists as a company. Like, you better not start up Watermelon United International, like you've been talking about, because yeah. that's just you're gonna get trademark infringement on that. So. There's that. There's that song, and I don't get this song. Uh, watermelon Sugar. I, I forgot who sings it. I've heard it on. <laughs> I've heard it and I'm like, I don't understand this. What is watermelon sugar? I, I don't know, and I don't think I want to know now. I, I'm not. I don't. It's, I don't want to ask. It is it. It's somebody you know uh, okay. that that sings this song. It, it's a popular. Uh, that's I, or funny. If if you don't know it, it's it's one of your kids. somebody Harry, knows it. Harry Styles. Uh, that's Harry, funny. Okay. It's watermelon sugar. Watermelon sugar. Maybe yeah. that's not allowed now. Maybe Apple's going to sue them. Maybe maybe so. Well, yeah. uh, listen. Speaking of things that are not allowed, uh, TikTok tracked user data using tactic banned 
by Google. So uh, they were tracking down and keeping MAC addresses of devices. Now, bear in mind, I don't think they're able to do this on Apple phones because I think Apple blocks that uh, from yep. the phones. But other devices on Android, they're keeping MAC addresses and it allows them to more, more thoroughly track their stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for listeners that may not know, MAC addresses um, are unique per device. Um, and they're actually the way that uh, devices get uh, an Ethernet uh, address, like an IP address on an Ethernet, or they're also used for wireless. So for for Wi-Fi, you have to have a MAC address so that you you know that's then exchanged and gotten an IP address that tacks uh, to that MAC address. Um, right. So what's interesting is um, so a, every phone, every phone has a unique MAC address that's worldwide unique um, to that device. What's interesting is not too long ago, I just realized that on Android, the the newer versions of Android. You can actually, when you log into a Wi-Fi access point, you can tell it to create a random MAC address that changes every single time you log into that wireless access point. Hmm. So that over time, um, you know, if you're logging in with the same MAC address, over time they can actually know that it's you um, and kind of know like how often are you coming to this coffee shop or whatever. Right. But with this... They can't know that. And I didn't even know that this was a thing. So I am 100% using this now. I'm obviously not using it at home so that I can manage my own devices. But when I'm out in the real world, um, yeah. which is arguably not that often not nowadays. Right yeah, now. but, yeah, but when I'm able to be back out in the real world again, um, I am absolutely using this so that and I can't get fingerprinted over time. And so mm. this is, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's also interesting that they stopped it when they were starting to get more scrutiny on yep. what they were doing. So yep. it, has all the hallmarks of like, hey, they were oh, they, doing wrong they and they totally didn't want to get were doing caught. Wrong. And, yeah. and it was behind like some weird layers of encryption too, according to the article. Yep. So, I mean, it yep. was very obviously tr intentionally hidden. They were obviously not supposed to be doing this. I mean, th this is why people are concerned about TikTok. I mean, it. I get it, right? I get yeah. it. And, and this further reinforces the fact that what we've said to listeners before is that um, you should be very, very careful about what apps you put on your phone because yeah. you just don't know what they are doing behind the layers there. Yeah. Speaking of an organization that you do know what they're doing behind the layers because they were public about this, Mozilla is laying off 250 of their staff, about a quarter of their employees um, and they said it's because of, of COVID and, and kind of what's going on and, and challenges with revenue um, and wanting to refocus uh, some of their efforts. Now, yeah. one of the things that I was actually worried about, um, I obviously I'm a big Firefox Mozilla fan, but I also use Thunderbird and somebody tweeted like, hey, what does this mean for Thunderbird? Fortunately, they have actually spun off Thunderbird into its own organization. And so they are unaffected by this change. Oh, um, that's great. Which, which makes me glad for my email client. But yeah. it does make me sad for Firefox and Mozilla. And I'm sure those 250 people that were let go were very talented. And I am hopeful that they find uh, new homes for themselves very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, now it's going to be time for an ad break. All right. All right. We're back. Uh, so first article back, Amazon and mall operator look at turning Sears, JCPenney stores into fulfillment centers. So, uh, you know, the mall's biggest competitor, the, the company that put malls kind of out of business really might now be partially housed inside of malls. And, and what's fascinating, I was listening to another uh, podcast about this. It actually makes a lot of sense because malls typically are 
they're, they're not in, in super urban areas, but they're also not so far out of, of areas where, you know, they're not accessible. They tend to have tons of parking, right? And most of that parking right now is not really being used at all. And now, I mean, these stores that are vacant aren't getting filled by other big box or big store, big retail stores. They need to fill them with something. I mean, Amazon needs a lot of space. I mean, it kind of really makes sense in a lot of ways. What do you think? It, it's it's a funny like happenstance, right? Like I, I think it does make a lot of sense, but it's like, wait, you were putting them out of business, but now it, it, I don't know. It feels You're like vultures p- p- picking up, yeah. the, like picking at the bones of the things. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. Like, they're going back. Like, does this mean now, like, if you want to pick up your products, you can just go to the Amazon store in your at local the mall? mall? How funny would that be? Oh my god! I'm stuff? going to the mall to pick up my Amazon products. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, so, and you can do that in some places right down at Georgia Tech. Yeah. There is an Amazon storefront where you can get your products delivered to and go to the locker and pick up your things or return yeah. your things into a locker. So maybe and so and maybe this of, just kind yeah. of uh, talks about a little bit more that that maybe these stores were just never doing the right thing. Right. Like yeah. they could have been the Amazon. Right. If they had just used their 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 scale and their size to do the things that made sense for everybody yeah. and Amazon yeah. has, has done it the other way around. So anyway, so uh, speaking of, of sort of weird things in mall, like big mall stores. So here in, in our, in, on this side of town in Duluth, right? There's a mall. I, I know you're familiar. Yep. And there's a grocery store in one of the stores that used to be like Sears or whatever else. Uh-huh. And I've gone in there and it is so bizarre to walk into what should be like a department store and it's been sort of retroed into a grocery store and it's got like the escalators blocked and like, <laughs> it's just so weird, man. Uh, it's just, it's a super strange feeling. So, so I, I gotta yeah. admit, I haven't been, uh, and you're talking about Gwinnett place mall. I haven't uh, yeah. been in Gwinnett place mall in a long time. You're the reason point. they're failing Sanjay. It's your I mean, fault. I have honestly, the only reason I ever went to malls before was when they had arcades and I'd go play video games. Fair point. So it's been a long time anyways. Like I've never liked the mall. I've never liked shopping. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, like once online shopping became a thing, like that was a wonderful day for me because yeah. I didn't have to go anywhere. I could just, or I order clothes on. I like, I do all of it online. Yeah, um, yeah. Talking about people that are trying to do things online but having problems, um, the MTA is asking for Apple's help to solve iPhone mask issues. The problem is that people are riding the subway and to unlock their phones, they're taking their masks off. Yeah, and that's yeah. Not so this great. is interesting because before with iOS, when face recognition didn't work, you'd have to, it'd have to actually try several times before it would give you the passcode screen. You could just put in your passcode. So people were would take their masks off to unlock their phones. And that's a problem. So I believe since then, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly, Apple has updated it where the, the lock screen comes up more quickly with the passcode and you can now get to it. So that's great and that's smart. But, you know, it's an interesting issue. It's something I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, um, uh, I, I know you've got tagged um, in the uh, show notes here, uh, this site, facemaskid.com. I feel like we actually talked about this before the pandemic because it had we come did. out before the pandemic and then things were like then they couldn't make them like for a long yeah. time because they were like uh, there's no capacity to make these we just need a regular mask for you know making everybody not die yeah. um but are, i think they're are they coming back are, are they coming back to make these things 
I, I think so. Yeah, I think they're actually becoming becoming real thick. Well, the one the one we linked in the show notes are actually masked with pictures of your face on them, right? Right. Yeah, I think uh, that's so, the one that we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's real. I mean, you you can. I, I've seen friends that have gotten these and really? put on Facebook, and they, it looks super strange, honestly, um, and almost a little creepy. But I, I'm not going to be wearing one. But I find it funny. I mean, listen, if I'm wearing a mask, I really want to wear a black mask so I look like a ninja. Like that's really my goal. <laughs> I you know. I, I mean, my goal is also to be safe, I guess, so, but still, I like but the if idea you were of gonna, like a ninja. If you're going to wear one that's a face, would you wear your own face or somebody oh, else's no. face? No, no, I would wear something totally obscure. Like I would want, so because I have a beard, I would want to wear someone's face that doesn't have a beard, first of yeah. all, like that would be great. And preferably that has like a lip ring. Like that would be, <laughs> I think that's, that's the, that's the mask I would buy. And, 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 then my, and would they my be, wife would be like I'm crazy. would they be smiling or snarling? Uh, I think they'd have a smirk. I think that's my, yeah, that's my ideal is I want, I want a face that's fully clean shaven, like baby face with a lip ring and a smirk. That's really what I need to to really freak people out. And and you know what, then if you're doing face recognition to unlock your phone, now you've made it harder for somebody else to unlock your phone because they need not only like the top part of your face, but then they need this mask. It's more complex now. There's no photo of you with this mask on because it's a weirdo thing, right? That's, That's true. That's that, true. That is not there. Uh, I, I t- really like that plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I mean, my recommendation, recommendation is that you don't use face unlock because yeah. it is not a safe thing. Uh, no. Your face is kind of public. And like, if it's you get everywhere. arrested with your it's phone, everywhere. they could just unlock your phone with your face. Yeah. And that's not good if you want to keep things private, but. All right. Um, well, uh, well, so yeah. speaking of things that, that are good, not good, depending on what you think, I'm curious actually, Sanjay, to know what you think. Uh, Uber and Lyft ordered by California judge, to classify drivers as employees. So I'm, I'm going to say this, first of all, and then I want to know what you think. I really have mixed feelings about this because on the one hand, I, I really like the idea that they can classify drivers as contractors and the drivers can do whatever they want. They can, they can work. They cannot want work. They have total control over anything and their schedule and everything else. I mean, and, and honestly, when I've been a contractor, that's the best part of being a contractor. That's the best part of, 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 you know, being able to do that. On the other hand, I get the whole like driver's rights you know, they, they need access to insurance. They need access to these other things. So I get that side of it too. I really kind of struggle with what the answer to this is. Um, and also, I'm also, to, to be honest with you, concerned that it, in, in a whole kind of sharing gig economy, if we force these huge companies to classify people as employees, it costs them so much more money. It really, it's, it might reduce innovation too. So I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling with this one, man. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I similarly conflicted. Um, I worry about, you know, if this had been the case from the beginning, would Uber and Lyft been able to take off in the first place? Um, no, for sure like, not. if they would have been burned, but does that mean like these innovations maybe shouldn't exist then? Right. Like if they're not treating people that are doing the actual work the right way, um, you know, I, I think it depends on what your philosophy is in terms of how you deal with the people that are actually doing the work. Right. Yeah. Like I, I do worry. I mean, that's, you know, the reason why we have unions. Right. We we had uh, these class of people that were the business owners that were taking advantage of workers. And and this is. Uh, arguably somewhat similar at that point, right? They're, yeah, they're getting yeah. around worker protections and doing things like that and saying like, oh, look, we don't have liability because they don't work for us. They're, you know, like you get an accident there, then uh, we're not involved in it, but you facilitated the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I am very similarly conflicted. I think the, 
the issue and the next story we're going to talk about here is is the Uber CEO says that their service will probably shut down temporarily in California if it's forced to classify drivers as employees. So here's the problem. Like you've yeah. let these companies go for so long and now all of a sudden you want to change the rules on them. And, and maybe it's not changing the rules. Maybe the rules were the, the same and they just used a different set of rules. But right. the fact of the matter is, is that they've gotten to this position and society has adapted to this. And yep. by changing this, are you going to negatively impact not only society, but those employees that are, are working for them as well? There needs to be some thought about like, and I know this is not like a, a courtroom thing, but thought about like, hey, if they do need to change, like you got to figure out a path to yeah. let this happen and yeah. not be it like- can't be instant. Yeah, yeah, today they're gig employees, tomorrow they're employees, right? Well, like, and they had 10 days to comply, but 10 days is not nearly enough time to ramp up. I mean, a no. whole onboarding for an entire state's worth of drivers. Um, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And I mean, to, to the, to the article's point too, there is going to be a referendum on the ballot for the next election about this. And so from Uber's perspective, I mean, Hey, just pull the plug, press pause on it. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the government to let Uber do whatever they want. And actually, honestly, this plays more in Uber's favor to win that, that referendum in the election, because people are going to be unhappy that they're not there. So they're going to say, Oh, let, let them do it their own way. Let them be contractors. And then they're going to win. Yeah. I mean that, that part of it, I mean, there's definitely that. And that part of it actually worries me is that then are, is the electorate making their choice of votes based on what's convenient immediately to them or what's the right thing in the long term to do. And it definitely might be the right be thing to do in the long term, yeah. but I, I fear that it's, it's it's instantaneous convenience versus yeah. doing the right thing. So oh, I, sure. I, no I don't know what the right answer is here. I, I I struggle with it like you do. You know, I I do worry about those people that are driving around and not getting supported the right way. Um, well, and, but then yeah. the, the flip side of it is there's a lot of Uber drivers that just do it a couple hours here and there, right? Right. And so, I mean, so, I mean, it really makes me wonder why is there not a path for some drivers to be contractors and some drivers to be salaried and in like considering them different ways? Because I mean, some people make it their full-time living. I've ridden with many drivers and that's what they do full-time. Yep. I've ridden with a bunch of them. It's like, yeah, I go to my full-time gig and then I come home and, you know, relax. And then I spend two hours out here to make some extra money. And then I go home again. I mean, like, yeah, that's great. So. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that actually would make sense, right? Like if you've already got a full-time job somewhere, then you're allowed to be uh, a contractor um, yeah. at Uber, right? Yeah. And that, that probably also helps them with their other full-time job is that they don't have a second full-time job that then they're yeah. in conflict with. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 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 I, I don't know what the right answer is, but hopefully somebody smarter than the two of us will figure out what the right answer is and make well, the world good. Speaking of smart people, Android is becoming a worldwide earthquake detection network. So Sanjay living uh, in Metro Atlanta, as you do the, you know, earthquake central that it is. Uh, how are you feeling about this? I, I think this is kind of cool. So um, they're really rolling amazing. it. Yeah, they're rolling it out first in California, but I, I really hope that they do this everywhere um, because I'd, I'd put this on my phone. Um, oh, yeah. We are in a uh, basically seismically quiet area of the country here uh, in, in Georgia, but there have been earthquakes before. Oh, I feel like there sure. was one... For sure. Wasn't there one a few years ago, like six, seven oh, years there, ago? There have been several. There have yeah. been several. I mean, and there, I, there have even been ones that I even noticed. Like they were big enough to like, yeah. like, like I remember there was one night and this was many years ago, uh, but I woke up in the middle of the night and the lamp sitting, it was a floor lamp and it was shaking. Uh -huh. And I thought to myself, man, the only thing that can make a floor lamp shape shake is if the house is shaking and that's got to be some kind of earthquake. And then I rolled over and went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
which you, now kind of concerns me a little bit that I didn't like think, oh, maybe I should be aware of this, but you know, maybe whatever. I should do something about this. I, so, you know, I lived in uh, Japan for three months right after college um, in Tokyo and you really do get used to earthquakes after a little bit there. Like the first time I had an earthquake there, I was like, what is that? What do we need to do? And everybody's like, yeah, just hang out. It'll be done in a second. And then after a while, I kind of got like, yeah, whatever. There was one point I was on the 20 something floor of my hotel in the evening and I was eating dinner. Uh, I was by myself eating pizza, watching TV and everything started shaking. It was an earthquake. And I was like, well, okay, I could get up and start going down to the lobby but by the time I get like a quarter of the way down there, this is going to be all done. So do what? forget it. I just sat there. I kept <laughs> eating my pizza. And it's weird. Like, you know, like a regular earthquake, everything shakes up and down. In yeah. buildings like that there, they're, they're built to be earthquake resistant. So the floors actually move side to side. It's a weird sensation. Um, wow. And, and so I was just like, yeah, whatever. But this... So- is cool because you could then know beforehand and I could have gotten up from eating my pizza and gotten down to the lobby before the earthquake started happening. You wouldn't have gotten up. You'd no, been like, I oh, it's a small one. It's okay. Yeah. Only if it told me like it was big enough, I'd be like, okay, maybe yeah. I should go do something about this. But um, you'd be like, you look at your phone, like I don't get out of bed for anything, anything above or below five. Like that's, yeah. it. that's five's the limit. I just, nothing. Oh, is it 3.2 on the Richter? Ah. Nah. Yeah. Whatever. Dude, that's just going to, that's like a little nudge. <laughs> but how cool is it that these like little supercomputers now that we have in our pocket are starting to do things that will help protect property and lives and everything else like that. Like hopefully they are very quick to roll this out uh, to everywhere. And hopefully Apple does the same thing. And and I'm sure they've got the same ability to do the same kind of uh, analysis on their phones. And, you know, we've seen that with the, the COVID tracing having yep. it on both. Hopefully this is another one of those things that we'll have on both platforms as well. Yeah. All right. All right. It's time for weird and wacky. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. He's not an ax murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. So uh, first up is a story about scientists renaming human genes to stop Microsoft Excel from misreading them as dates. <laughs> this makes me sad. All kinds so this, of sad. This, this, so like, like a Microsoft problem means that we have to like rename genes. <laughs> it's just so bad. So there was like a gene named like March something, March 1, M-A-R-C-H-1. And it was reading it as March 1st instead of, March one, it stands yeah. for something, and I'm not a right. biologist, so I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, but apparently, 27 human genes have been renamed because Microsoft Excel kept misreading their symbols as dates. <laughs> um, I feel like this is not okay. Like, you know, science should not be adapting to tools and how they are mislabeling things. Right. Like, I feel like there should have been some other solution to this, like a I add on or something, but I guess they didn't want to do that. And I, apparently these biologists use Excel to manage their data a lot, and a lot, things get yeah. messed up and then your results get just goofed a, up. It's because just one of, of those, another example where we can go, thanks a lot, Microsoft. 
I mean, not not that I really care that much. I just think it's funny. You you know, what's Um, funny is, is before this call, uh, before we started recording this episode, I had a call with somebody. um, And for some reason, we started talking about uh, the the law and legal offices. And she was telling me that uh, apparently a lot of offices still use federal offices, like federal courts use word perfect. Right. What? Yeah. Okay. So he, I had the same reaction. Okay. And then I was like, how long ago is it that word perfect was even out the last version? So I went and looked it up. This is going to blow your mind. 20 years, 25 years. So the newest version of word perfect was released three months ago. No way. Yes. There is a brand new version that just came out in 2020, according to Wikipedia. Wait, word perfect is still a thing. Word perfect is still a thing. Oh my gosh. Like, I don't even know how to process that information. Like, Isn't that nuts? Why? Why is it still a thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's craziness. <laughs> I, I could not get over the fact. Like, you just had a new release three months ago? Who's wor- who are the software engineers that are working on that? And like, and how do they, how was your day today, honey? Well, I worked on WordPerfect that no one even knows about. Like, I wonder I, what they I, tell I, friends. Like, they ask, like, oh, so what do you do for a living? They don't say I work on WordPerfect. <laughs> There's no way they say that, right? I work they, on a software platform that's used by hundreds of people. I think <laughs> I, I think less embarrassing would probably be like, you know, I... Or for MySpace? Is that, is that less embarrassing? <laughs> I, I work for MySpace. Yeah, that's probably what they say. really you work for myspace is that still a thing like work for netscape navigator (laughs) i and then i on the side i i de-weed lawns by hand that's yeah that's the that's that's less embarrassing (laughs) working on word perfect but oh my gosh that's amazing we are we are chained to technology sometimes that's the best thing i've heard all day that's so great it's (laughs) so great i'm glad i could uh i could entertain you wow all right so our our last article in weird wacky then we're going to get to our tech wrecks which is going to be amazing what is geo and why are tech's biggest players suddenly obsessed with it so a couple of facts about geo number one Geo has raised more money in four months than the entire Indian startup ecosystem raised in 2019 combined. And I think I, I want to say they raised like five billion plus dollars. I should have written that down. I forget. So uh, what you didn't it, explain to the listeners yeah. is what the heck Geo is in the first place. I still am not entirely sure that I know. <laughs> so, but this next quote okay, helps explain ahead. it. You, you go ahead. No, no, no. no. You, you say the quote and then I'll explain what it so is. So the quote is, Geo will go down in history as the company that brought tens of millions of Indians online for the first time. So now, please, Sanjay, tell me what this is because I read the article and I'm still not totally sure. So I totally did not know what Geo was up until a couple of months ago, but we've got a, a family WhatsApp group um, mm-hmm. and we've got people in India that are on there. And from one person in particular, we started getting these messages. Oh, my new Geo number is this. Do not call me on my old Geo number. And then uh, like a week later, oh, my new Geo number is. I was like, what in the world is this Geo thing? And so what this is, is basically a, a mobile network um, that okay. has rolled out in India and it has rolled out at a price point that is super duper affordable. Um, and so it's a part of a, a larger company, Reliance uh, Telecom, yep. that I've right. known for a long time, too. So my uh, uh, family has used Reliance in the past 
to pay for this was when you actually paid for this stuff paid for long distance uh, calls yep. to India and it was a paid lot cheaper so you, you, you would <laughs> you would call like a number and then you would call you know put in the number that you were actually calling to India and they would connect you through and so you would use them as like your long distance carrier now obviously everybody just does you know internet calls and video calls and internet you know uh, international yep. long distance is not really a thing but reliance yep. really made their name doing that and made a lot of money and now they started this geo thing and so companies like google have put in a lot of money into this because they are really spreading internet access and, and connectivity all throughout india and connecting people that have never had access before and so what i think we're on the cusp of is a lot of new people coming online in countries and and, and i'm sure their vision is not just only india I mean, right. you're not raising billions upon billions of dollars to do just one country, one subcontinent. Right. They're going to be going elsewhere and, yep. and really kind of democratizing access to the Internet and information. So um, that's great. That's it's great. it's interesting. It's it's fascinating how it's sprung onto the scene out of nowhere. Like I literally learned about Geo probably it's only been seven or eight months when I first heard about it. Um, and and it has kind of just blown up uh, ever since then. So there you go. All right, that's great. Um, so I wish now, I'd bought shares in them before uh, anything had oh, happened, man. right? Listen, this is true for so many things, yeah. just for so many things. So, uh, but hey, listen, now it's time. You know what time it is? Time for our tech wrecks. Tech wreck, tech wreck. Time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 tech wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech wreck. Time tech to get wreck. your tech wreck. What do you have for us today, Sanjay? So I've been on a hunt for a good backup solution. Um, I had a solution before and recently was trying to recover a bunch of files and it is not going well. It is very slow. I very much question the performance of the whole thing and, and am I going to be able to get my files out? So uh, my recommendation today is a uh, open source free software package called Duplicati, uh, D-U-P-L-I-C-A-T-I. Um, it works on basically every platform and uh, it's, like I said, it's free. It has encryption built into it so you can do your backups. And their whole goal is to allow you to do cloud backups that are private and encrypted. So mm. it works in a lot of different platforms. You can use your um, uh, Dropbox with it. You can use uh, Amazon S3 with it. Like you can use a lot of different platforms. You can choose whichever wow. platform you want and it'll automatically back up uh, your files to them. I have been doing recovers to test it out as well, and it is pretty fast. Um, really? And it's doing a really good job. So I've got a storage server. The built-in backup software on the storage server is only uploading at like, you know, tens of kilobytes per second. And this yeah. thing blazes out at like 15, 20 megabytes per second on the same service. Oh. Um, and so it's a lot more streamlined, a lot more quick about it. Um, and so I've become a fan. So if you're looking for a good backup solution, you should obviously be doing backups all the time with your machines. Adam, are you doing backups with your machines? Well, some, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> let me think. Only the data Every, you want to keep? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, essentially, I keep all of the stuff that I really care about is in Dropbox, and literally everything else is pretty much in the cloud anyway. Um, so there's really not much that I couldn't just reinstall from scratch. And I, and I also do backups on, on Apple's Time Machine as well. So, but, uh, so locally, like those, so. what one of the most important things for most people is like their their family photos and videos and things like that. Do you back yeah, those? That's up? all. On, that's on Amazon and Google Photos both. So I, I yes. Yeah, so you we're, have we're copies of the there. same thing on both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. So yeah. you you've got a backup. Yeah. So in case one of those two goes down, unlikely, right. 
Yeah. You do have a backup, so you're good. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So, what about uh, you, Adam? What my, do you got for my us? My question. Well, oh. my question about your your thing is it's called Duplicati. Is it put out by the Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I may, just, maybe they. I just had to ask. Maybe it's not really encrypted, and they just have a copy of all your data then to blackmail you. There you go. There you into go. voting the how they that's, want you to that's vote. That's their way of ruling the world. See, so, they're going to um, make you yeah. vote how they want you to vote because we're coming up on the elections. And by the way, do it by a, little, you. a little plug there yeah, by texting you to see if there's any uh, malfeasance going on. By the way, a little plug there. If you're not registered to vote, go get registered to vote. Yeah. And if you want to do mail-in ballots, uh, the deadline is like, I think it's near, near the end of October, but you better get to it early just in case, because sometimes it takes a little, little bit of time. I, to get I, I actually, back. earlier this year, I requested not only the absentee ballots for the, the runoff that we just had, yeah. but also yeah. for the general election. I went ahead and set it all in. And yep. the minute I get that in my hands, I'm filling it out and sending it back in. Yep. So. I still, uh, I've still got to get the uh, absentee ballot for the general election. I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah. I've got to get, yeah. get, get, that. get so, that done. I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. So listen, okay. my tech recommendation is is kind of an interesting use case. Probably not for everybody, but it's a, a, a platform called Haymarket. So uh, in my, I'll, I'll just say in my, in my day job, right? Uh, I'm CMO at a, a nonprofit, a technology nonprofit. And we put on a ton of events. And it occurred to me that during these events, especially now they're virtual, people may need support. They may have trouble, whatever. And I wanted to have a number that they could text message to get support quickly. I didn't want to do an email address and all the other garbage. I needed instant <laughs> access. So Haymarket provides a phone number and text message support. It also integrates directly into Slack. And so if you text our Haymarket support number, it shows up instantly in Slack and anybody on my team can see it and then can then respond in the thread to Slack and it instantly replies back as a text message to that person. So oh, that's it's pretty hot. super streamlined. Yeah, it's really amazing. Works really well. Um, they've got a 14 day free trial after that. I think it's 50 bucks a month, which for what we're using it for is well worth it. Um, so if you need text message support for clients, customers, anybody, it's a pretty great uh, service. I'm really impressed. I, I'm looking on their, their site, the pricing, there's even a lower tier, $29 a month. So there um, is. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you want to dip your toe in just a little bit, uh, yeah. you've got that too. So that's yeah, pretty it's cool. It's a day free trial with no credit card. So, I mean, there's no, there's no loss. It's, it's pretty great. That's pretty okay. cool that it's integrated in Slack and then anybody can just uh, respond because then yeah, everybody they, can see uh, it too. Yeah. And they integrate into Facebook messenger as well. Uh, if you needed nice. to need to respond there, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's really, yeah. But to your point with Slack, my entire team can see the channel and support, and then we can all collaboratively support uh, people, which is pretty great. So. Yeah, that's the, that's cool. Then you don't have to worry about two people texting back at the same time and saying conflicting things and whatever. So. Exactly. Uh, cool. All right, Sanjay, cool. how can our uh, listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at, at Sanjay, S-A-N-J-A-Y, or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? You can find me on my website, AdamJWalker.com, where I am occasionally posting updates and whatnot. I'm also on Medium, you can find me there. I, I have posted a recent article about uh, how to make nonprofit websites not terrible. So that, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, adamjwalker.com. Find links to all my stuff there. Love to chat with you. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much all I got. I, you know, I just realized something, the conspiracy yeah. theory of Tech Talk Y'all, that you're Adam J. Walker, as in Jimmy the AI. Or, oh! Are you Jimmy the AI? I mean, maybe... I mean, I'm I'm looking at you. Is this video that I watched the whole time on Zoom a deep fake? Is are you actually real? 
Yes, uh, Jimmy the AI is actually a personality that I've designed to uh, answer with you on the podcast. So I'm just talking I'm sorry to myself. To say that the real Adam Walker is not this funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun.